Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. This is the only 100% show dedicated towards Gated Football Club for the fans by the fans. You can contact us at any point during the show with any topic you wish. You can do it via Twitter at the Heed Army account. On Facebook, you can do it via the Heed Army Facebook Live page. And also, you can use the chat facility throughout the show. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. It's the 13th of April and Gated are still in the playoffs. And tonight is a very special podcast because it's in two parts. This is, of course, part one. And uh, we'll be, as soon as we finish broadcasting at 9.45, we'll be back on at 9.50 with the second part. Uh, just to let you know how it's going to go tonight, this will be, just like any other podcast, we will be talking about uh, the match result and uh, all other things surrounding uh, Saturday's game. Uh, and then in part two, uh, we're going to be talking about Project 2K, the Southport game. Also, we'll be talking about uh, James Curtis's 500th game, which will be against Braintree on Tuesday night. All being well, ladies and pick up an injury. Uh, also, uh, Macclesfield away, we believe there's 200 names, and we will be playing uh, the second interview that we have. We've got two tonight. The first one will be with Lee Ryder in part one, and uh, part two, we've got an interview with Steve Rafe. So do tune in to the second half. It'll be all things Gated Football Club. Now remember, it's you that makes this podcast tick with your messages and, uh, and your thoughts. That's what we want. And um, if you're listening on Spreaker for the first time, you can message us um, to your heart's content, as you always do. And this is the way to do it. And um, we'll look forward to your messages. Remember the show is fully interactive and if you're listening to us on Spreaker Live you can use the chat facility just below and to use the chat facility all you have to do is register with Spreaker be it on your phone or tablet or on the Spreaker website sign in with your Facebook account and there will be a little speech bubble appears at the bottom right hand corner when we are broadcasting live so remember get your messages in because they're important it's what makes this show go Yes, that's the way to contact us, and we've got a, an abundance of messages coming in. But first of all, it's time to welcome my guests tonight. Yes, we're uh, sitting three strong here tonight. Mickey Barris, hello. Good evening, David. Yes, we've got Mickey here and Andrew McInnes. Good evening. There we go. So if you've got any messages for them, remember, you can uh, also tweet them. If you'd like to... Mickey, what is your uh, Twitter account? At Heedboy4. At Heedboy4. And Andrew... Mine's A McInnes1991. Well, there we go. So if you want to tweet those two beautiful boys, that's how you do it. But also, Andrew is in charge of Twitter Corner, and he's quite excited, aren't you? Buzzing. Buzzing. <laughs> absolutely buzzing. Bouncing off the walls. He is. He is. Well, a fantastic result yesterday. 1-0 win away at Hereford. A team battling on and off the pitch. Now the game's out the way. We wish Hereford all the best in their struggles for survival um, on and off the pitch. So uh, I wouldn't like to say that before the game because I want the three points. <laughs> so, <laughs> Too late. Yep. So um, we've got messages flying in already. But were you at the game yesterday? Um, Marwood's goal was enough to see Gated stay in fourth in the table. And um, as I say, really exciting times at the moment. Arvid has uh, messaged in from Norway. He's put, hello, looking forward to the show, sitting in a fire station, listening. Well, let's hope there isn't a fire because that house will burn down because we're not going to let you go. <laughs> not going to let you go. Um, Where's the cockle? Uh, I haven't got the I haven't got the cockerel at hand. One second. <laughs> oh, it's started already. 
Neil Smith been waiting for this podcast. Yes, you have. <laughs> Andy Mason has also put, uh, you're making uh, your TV debut tonight. I'm listening via my Apple TV. Ooh. Posh. Ooh. Any posh, yeah? Apple TV. Yeah, I bloody hell. Yeah. Well, it would be posh if you That's didn't live house, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simon J has put six to seven points from the last four games. I reckon we'll confirm playoff status. Let's certainly hope so. Um, also, Andrew Davis has put, uh, yes, Andrew is here, baby. Remember what I said, we would win, baby, win, baby. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like to point out of that crack pipe, yeah. I like to point out I am not a baby and I have hairs all over. Well, not after we've seen that video last week, if you're getting waxed. Um, Liam Clark has joined us on the chat facility. Tuesday is huge. Uh, it certainly is. So remember also. As we say in every podcast, um, please tell us where you're listening from because uh, we we like to reach far and wide and it's nice to know where we are reaching. Um, as I say, tonight, uh, with it being two podcasts, um, it's more about reaching out to the people of Tyneside. And we are safe for that as a matter or anywhere if you're able to make it to a game. It's all about pushing gear to a football club because at this moment in time, yes, Newcastle aren't doing that well, Sunderland aren't doing that well. Get it all. We're doing We're fantastic. Doing fantastic. <laughs> no, no, but we, you know, we, we'd love to see other people being able to share in what we're seeing at the minute because it, it's a, it's probably the biggest time in Gator's history um, that we're having at the moment. Oh, definitely. And we want to see the people of Tyneside sharing it with us because, you know, unfortunately we haven't made it on TV that many times this year, just the once. And um, there's a lot of teams in our league have been on BT Sports a fair bit. Um, so Luton, yeah, Luton, Halifax, yeah. So. Just got to say, you've got to get down to a Grimsby. game. Grimsby. Yeah, Grimsby. <laughs> we, we can name them, we can name them, but this podcast is all about getting you involved. So um, please, if you're a new listener, if you're a Newcastle fan, don't be afraid to message us. Um, it's what it's all about. And as I say, we've got a, an interview in this half of the podcast with um, the Chronicles Chief Sports Writer, uh, sports writer Lee Ryder. Um, very kind of him to give us his time. Uh, it shows you that we've come a long way if we can attract... Um, somebody of his calibre to be on the podcast to talk about Gated. So Amazing what you can do with beer and tabs and it was a packet of Haribo, really, you know. Um, and also, uh, we've got a message on Twitter. Remember, you can tweet us on Twitter at Heat Army. Um, and uh, Anthony Scurfield has put uh, Evening Lads from Costa del Shields. I've never heard it really called that before, have you? <laughs> I've heard it called no. a few things. Bloody uh, sound dancer. <laughs> And Andrew Mason has put uh, a picture up. On, we're going to retweet this. So if you are on uh, Twitter at the same time, a picture of us on his television. He's got an LG television. I didn't think he was that, but Apple TV and an LG and, uh, television. I must be in the wrong job. Yeah, certainly. Right, let's get to this. His cream doesn't pay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insinuate things, please. I'm only joking, Andy. Yes, um, just say uh, hashtag on the grass is uh, listening from uh, Bladen Cricket Club. That's we're reaching Bladen tonight, lads. Uh, fantastic. And um, uh, there we go. I think we've got loads of messages coming in. Do, uh, please forgive us if I don't uh, read them out if they, if they miss them. Um, but to the to the task at hand, lads, a great win yesterday. I've seen us stay fourth. Um, I, I listened to the BBC Herefordshire uh, commentary. Uh, Quality-wise, <laughs> was something to be desired. I think every time the wind blew, there was a massive crackle, and it was very hard to hear what was going on. I think we were in a wind tunnel, weren't it? It seemed that way, and it, it just felt like... I, I don't know, you mentioned before we came on air, that it, it seemed like Hereford were really on top of us at one point, yet 
Uh, Gary Mills was interviewed on BBC Radio Newcastle after the game, and it, it, it didn't seem to. He, he, <laughs> to be honest, he, he, um, I'm trying to think of what the word is. Um, they were saying that they were on top, mm-hmm. and when you listen to Gary Mills' interview, he was he like contradicted everything they had been saying, basically. Seeing this, that was one of our best performances. We kept the ball for long periods of time. Yes, Bart made a couple of saves, but mm-hmm. we should have been two or three up as well. So well, just I was men- left confused. Sorry. Yeah, just mentioning Bartlett there. You may have seen on Twitter that he is up for goalkeeper of the year in the conference. There is voting. So if you have a look uh, for one of our RTs, there's loads uh, knocking about. Search Adam Bartlett on Twitter. I'm sure you'll see um, the the ways to uh, vote for that. And uh, he pulled off a, a worldy save yesterday, by all accounts. That's so. along with Gary Mills as well for the manager of the year, I believe. Yes. you can vote for him as well. Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, Matty Hewitt has put. Don't get me started on BT Sport and their southern bias. Uh, Mickey knows my hate. Ha <laughs> ha. Good. He does. <laughs> and, and can I? I need to apologise already because I've I've took over Andrew's Twitter corner there. You have. I did. I'm very sorry about that, listeners. I'm not a control freak, and we have. A, um, uh, we can't read that. No, we can't read that. <laughs> well done. Well done. You <laughs> see, he's on the ball. He's on the ball. And keep your messages clean as well. By the way, now come on. <laughs> it's true, though, Skiff. It is true. <laughs> Um, I am in charge of the chat facility though um, and Jack McGuinness has put um, really hard uh, really hard battled win defended really well and Bartley made unbelievable saves when Hereford were pressing I mean they did have you know we're not going to say that from the, the commentary that we heard that they were all over with but they did have a, a, a spell of pressure didn't they for right. a good 5-10 minutes and you could hear the you know the, the Hereford fans re- yeah you could hear the wind but the Hereford fans were really getting behind I mean oh, it, yeah, they must have felt something was going to happen I mean I watched the highlights today and from start to finish all you could hear was Hereford fans yeah so it's great that they're getting behind their club it's it such a uh, tough point of their their history it is another little like you know it normally happens to us an old player come back to haunt you but of course Adam Bartlett was a bit of a fan favorite down there at Hereford and yeah. it was him that denied them so. Bittersweet uh, for Bartlett, I would imagine, because you know you never want to see your old well, team. The jip uh, when the crosses were coming in, and even even the radio Hereford and Worcestershire were seeing the same. They haven't put any high balls in, on yeah. them, so obviously Leonai's weakness as well. Well, uh-huh. I don't know what kind of reception he got uh, yesterday, but last season when I went down, he got a fantastic reception from Hereford. Yeah, fans. I think I think he did because uh, in the second half he was over towards their fans when he came yeah. out. I think so. Uh, Patrick Kleber, listening from Durham, can't wait uh, to bring six Newcastle season ticket holders with me along the Macclesfield on, on Monday. Uh, a few of them considering changing the allegiances already. Well, that we don't advocate that, but lend your support. Um, you will hear in the uh, interviews that I've got with Lee Ryder and Steve Ray if that kind of mentioned that we're going to make, like, you know, we're not footballing rivals. Hopefully we can, you know, if we do go up or even next season still, keep it as a football Tyneside family, you know, or footballing cousins. You know, we're not going to take thousands off Newcastle, but it would be nice for a couple of hundred to come over and lend yeah. the sport when Newcastle's away. Because if and you think of how big Newcastle's following is from Gateshead, how many supporters they get from Gateshead, it's a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. So why not support their local team along with supporting their boyhood team? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, just, uh, you know, there'll be lots of Newcastle fans that are from Gateshead. Hopefully they'll lend us some support and we'd love people from other side, from the other side of the river as well. Uh, Andrew Davis has put, no censorship away, censorship. There is censorship, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we've got some, have we got some tweets here for, we have got some tweets here for you, Andrew. 
Uh, we've got one. I'm, I'm going to have to read these first. Yeah, you're going to have to read them. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. You can read I, the top one. That's all right. <laughs> I got one from Andy Mason. He says, I've paid my TV license just for Mickey to call me a criminal live on TV. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> disgrace. Disgrace. Oh. <laughs> yes, and we've got another message there just above. And uh, I've got one from Mike Cow. Uh, for the first time in my life, I didn't watch a tune match and found myself listening to two farmers in a tin shed commentating on the heat. <laughs> That, that is the best. That is the best description I've ever heard. That's about definitely that. got to get a retweet. That's, it has. It has. That has. That's to that well there. there. There we go. There's a retweet coming there. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You could tell the uh, from that neck of the woods like, by the accent. It was really strong accent. That yes. Uh, Paul Doolan, former Gator player. He's put uh, Paul from Durham. Uh, going to Friday's match with my mag mate. That's fantastic to hear. Excellent, Dools. I'll see you there as well, mate. Yeah, then Mickey's going to stalk you. Um, <laughs> I'll be able to tell him. <laughs> um, right. Um, we've got another one here. Uh, another tweet. An- from Anthony Scurfield. Uh, no, lads, on a serious note, if we win Tuesday, we can ca- uh, can we secure the playoffs on Friday? I think it I depends think on other results, doesn't it? We, yeah. were, we were just talking about that, looking at the league table. Um, I say we'll just get it up in here in front of us. So we'll I mean, I, th- I personally think it'll go right down to the yes. last game of the season. Uh, I mean, luckily, I would say luckily, Salisbury's defeat on Saturday more or less put them out of it. Alfreton's are still within touch and distance, but they've played a game more than us, so a win on uh, Tuesday would probably put them out of the race. So it just leaves a, a battle between ourselves Grimsby Gated Halifax and Braintree for them final three spaces and I mean um, three points Alfred lost for playing an ineligible player that's, gone, that's massive for yeah, them it is came back to bite them it has and as I say but I think uh, Grimsby play Halifax on Tuesday where we play Braintree you know if if us and Grimsby both win that really puts Braintree in a, a you know a hard place to get back into it unless all the teams above struggle after that. So, you know, if results go away on Tuesday and we win on Friday, then we, we, I think we'll probably need a point, uh, wouldn't it? You know, that's if results work out. But uh, I'd rather get three points. Best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario. But the best case scenario is that we win our games and we don't have to worry about anybody else. Yeah. Um, right, let's have a look here. One second. We've got to refresh our Twitter. It's froze. So uh, don't worry. We will get those messages out soon. Uh, we've got a notification on... Um, Facebook? No, we haven't. Just Colin Dilbo's like the Heat Army Live page on Facebook. So if you haven't liked that, get liking it as well. Uh, right, there's uh, more messages here. Got one off uh, my brother, Carl. He says, Andrew, please do not do accents on the show. You sound awful. Isn't that just horrible? It is. Uh, I, it's I horrible. bullied. Uh, give me an accent. Go on. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> is that South African like? Uh, I'm sorry, we, we nearly lost That's a mic there. He was chewing it. <laughs> That's the worst South African accent I've ever heard in my life. Uh, if you want to hear, it was me Nelson Mandela. <laughs> oh. if, if you want to hear a fantastic South African accent, ask Simon Lowry, the groundsman. He does a fantastic uh, South African accent. Yeah, it's a bit of his party piece, to be honest. There's no else about him apart from cutting grass on a South African Oh, and his trainers. He likes his trainers. Um, Sarah Jane, the beautiful Sarah Jane, may we, may yes, we add. the lovely Sarah Jane. The lovely Sarah Jane. Uh, can't wait for Friday. Uh, the countdown begins five days to go. Yes, I'll see you on, set on Friday as well, Sarah Jane. You can beat us up then. Oh, I was going to say, is that a threat at first? <laughs> 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 well, uh, Mark Walton made it onto our uh, bad list of the day for I said she was old. Oh, so, uh, you never uh, say that about a lady. A lady. Oh, Sarah Jane, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm only joking. Right, uh, on the grass is also messaged on the chat facility. Adam Bartlett's having uh, a party. Bring your vodka. Uh, and we'll not read the rest of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a naughty, it's a very naughty listener. Now, come on, pack I it in. I didn't realise as well, Peter Grant put on the chat facility there. Oh, yes, didn't see that. Uh, it's interesting, that. Ah, Bart and Mills. Uh, uh, but there is uh, Kit Man of the Year award um, for Hail George Spurs. So, if there is an award for that, it would be quite good, wouldn't it? I wonder if there's an assistant one as well for Mark Walton. Oh, well, Mark Walton deserves an award. <laughs> yes, Actually, on a serious note, the podcast wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Mark Walton coming to the three tons when we were having lots of technical difficulties because uh, a few people dropped out and I was thinking, oh, I'll wrap up the podcast. This is when we are broadcasting on Ustream. But Mark came and said, keep going. And, you know, thanks to Mark, we're, we're here today. And, and, you know, that's just a nice little message there because... It, he was there when other people yeah. weren't. So, and there's a f- I know there's a few of them still down the country, um, just staying over a few nights. Yes, yeah, so hopefully the they are listening now. Yeah, yeah. I think they were in Wales today having a little tour. Yeah, uh, Newport, I think. Newport, yes. Um, right, and Sarah Jane's put you better hide. You better hide, Mickey. She's on the warpath. I, um, I will be in. Mr. Right, yes. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Chandler's just retweeted the podcast there. Thank you very much. Um, also, we've got a message here. Uh, from Andrew Watt, uh, he says, My view of the game following the GCFC, G, GFC TV. <laughs> get there eventually. Yeah, get Highlights. There. Under Bogan Smith, we had lost that game yesterday. Mm, so may- maybe. maybe, maybe. But maybe. I think it's Gary Mills' man management gets it in, gets into the players' heads by the looks of it. It does. And uh, we've got another message from your brother there as well. Uh, he says, Don't ever do that again, you awful human being. Yes, he is awful. He's terrible. We're talking about terrible. Uh, Gary Mills' man management. Mm-hmm. Ever watch when the subs are warming up. He's talking constantly to them. He, I think, I can't remember which game it was. It was one of the games I was at. And he had the subs run up and down the pitch. Mm hmm. And he must have said to them, right, go and sit down. And then said something to them and they were laughing their heads off. Yeah. And I've never, ever mm. seen that. In all my time watching Gateshead, and I'm going back a long time, I have never once seen the lads laughing and carrying on with the manager. Yeah. So it just shows you the respect Enjoy and management he's got. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a message just along that way as well uh, yeah, on Twitter. Anthony Schofield, uh, he totally agrees. It shows how Mill's training regimes have changed the mentality of the squad. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we see the the huddles before the game, and then the big, you know, <laughs> thankfully there've been <coughs> celebration huddles. But he's he's still motivating them after the win. It's not okay, lads. We've won. You can see he's gene them up. Let's yeah. keep it going, and it, and it's lovely to see. Uh, the messages are flying in for you here on Twitter corner. Yep, uh, another one from Andrew Watt under Mills. The last ditch backs. The last ditch backs to the wall stuff. I'll get it eventually. Yeah. And will win. And will to win is a bit special. Full, fully on. Yes, fully on show yesterday. Well, hey, it's, it's, not, as, it's on not as easy as it looks, is it? You see how I make it look flawless. <laughs> you can that one on purpose. Just yeah. <laughs> that was a cracker. That that was, wasn't it? And um, if you'd like to sponsor Andrew um, on per word, per word. Uh, also, Arvid has got breaking news. I'm in Gated on the 3rd, the 4th and 5th of May. Hope to see uh, some football. If not, I'll have to drown my sorrows on the fell. 
Well, uh, th- that, that's dedication for you. He's doing it in the hope that we're in the playoffs. Let's hope we are for Arvid, because um, that, that is dedication. It's a, a lot of money uh, to come over, and uh, he's done it a few times. I think either yeah. way, if, if there's a match on or not, I think he'll still be on the felt. No, oh, he, no, will no be. he will be. He will be. Uh, Andy Mason has put 100% agree uh, regarding Mills. He's the greatest man alive. Uh, <laughs> Andrews misses things so... Uh, uh, Andrews, Mrs. Fink, so she's even uh, dreaming about yes, him. Yes, there was a story about that. Woke up this morning. Feeling fine. <laughs> Lauren turned to us and she says, I had a dream about Gary Mills last night. I says, what? She ha- Bear in mind, she hates football. Mm-hmm. I says, what? What? Why? And she says, Gary Mills got ill, so I had to I had to manage the Gator team for the last game of the season. Ooh. How weird's that? Oh, I think it's she didn't a, even know what to show up. Just a fantasy, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, then, mean, then did you wake up? <laughs> Oh. Well, if you'd like hey, to, the team? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to hear more of Andrew McGuinness's fantasies, <laughs> um, stay tuned for the second half. Right, um, as I said earlier on, we have got an interview with Lee Raider from the Chronicle. He is the chief sports writer, and um, got a great interview with him. He's big enough, uh, Gated, and it, it's great to hear. He's a big Newcastle United fan, but he's always been uh, following Gated from. Um, the get go so if you have a listen to this it's about 12 minutes long and um, remember you can still message us and uh, we read them out afterwards and uh, before we play the interview we're going to play how to contact us on uh, Spreaker in case you've just joined us so this is how you message us and then we'll play the interview Remember the show is fully interactive and if you're listening to us on Spreaker Live you can use the chat facility just below and to use the chat facility all you have to do is register with Spreaker be it on your phone or tablet or on the Spreaker website sign in with your Facebook account and there will be a little speech bubble appears at the bottom right hand corner when we are broadcasting live so remember get your messages in because they're important it's what makes this show go Well, you join us here, and we're joined by um, the Evening Chronicles Chief Sports Writer, Lee Ryder. Lee, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you for uh, giving me your time. I say, uh, being on the podcast talking about Gateshead um, being pushed in the local media, and uh, obviously you can't get any yeah. better than yourself to talk about that. Yeah. But um, have you noticed the difference in the general media output of Gateshead Football Club uh, recently? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, Tyneside success story at, at the moment. Uh, obviously, what's what's happening up at Newcastle very depressing. Um, you know, I have heard a few Newcastle fans say, you know, they're going to stick their head in the gate's head and, and ha- have a look what's going on down the road. But you know, I, I see that the fan base is is growing gradually at Gateshead, um, and I think it's great, uh, great for the for the city. I mean, um, if uh, they did get promoted to the League Two, then you know, I think obviously our our coverage again would, you know, would have to would have to look at it really because there's there's, there's newspapers around who who've got like a League Two team um, and obviously it's it's got to be daily coverage if you if you've got a football league team, um, but obviously we try to get as many lines as we can in on Gateshead as well in, in the conference. So it's uh, there's many people go to watch it, so we've we've got to give that coverage um, as much of a show as possible. Yeah. As he mentioned there, he said trying to get as much lanes as possible, but it has went up since Gary Mills has arrived, and yeah. he kind of challenged the local media, yeah. and um, it, it stepped up on all fronts. Yeah. And we're shocked to see the manager come in and do things like that. Well, I think he's been brilliant for Gateshead, uh, and his assistant as well, Darren Caskey. I mean, 
one of the things that they've done with the media was um, we've got a major football team um, and we sometimes play, you know, the odd business on Tyneside and uh, in January it was, it was chucking down with uh, snow and uh, Gary Mills and uh, Darren Caskey turned up to play for the team, um, the major team and bought the strips as well so we had the opportunity to pull the Gateshead uh, shirt on and uh, we it inspired us. We, we beat uh, the opposition 5-0, so it was uh, it was great to see, you know. A lot of Gateshead fans will be jealous of uh, you getting to pull on the Gateshead shirt there. Well, funnily enough, I, I actually played in a, a charity game, which was arranged by Steve Wraith a few years ago, and uh, we played on the pitch, and again, I was, I was lucky enough to pull the, the shirt on and uh, actually scored at Gateshead Stadium, which was uh, a big moment for me, because uh, obviously I used to come and watch Gateshead when I was younger and all that kind of thing, and I, I think it was uh, Alan Shoulder put the cross in uh, on the left wing, and uh, I managed to just uh, poke it in the net, which was uh, a big thing for me. And it's you don't realise what what a, you know good experience it is when you're on the pitch. Yeah. You can really hear that crowd. I know there's a lot of talk about oh, that's been a, 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 a pet hate for Gator fans for oh, many years, especially the hardcore, because oh, yeah. the, the atmosphere does get generated yeah. there, and people say, "Oh, you're too far away from the pitch." But I don't want to sound bitter when I'm oh, a Gator fan, but do you see any less action up in the guard at St James's Park to what you do in yeah. the tiny wheel stand? Yeah, level seven, obviously, the, the like, your players, I think, for the away fans, that's probably why, why yeah. they're up there, you know, because it's a one-off experience, so... I see, the, I, I see the points about the running track, but the biggest compliment I can give the Gator fans is that they turned up that day, and, you know, you're on the pitch, and you, you could you could still hear them yeah. singing away. It was only, like, a friendly charity game, but you, you could still hear them, and I'm sure it's the... Uh, same for the players, and I know it's when the players normally come off, they normally give a, a lot of acknowledgement to the. Yeah. I mean, as I say, that there is the. I mean, you, you mentioned level seven. I know the Newcastle fans that do sit up there do try to make as much atmosphere as mm. they can. And um, say at the back of the gated stand, you've got the closed line, which is aptly named because there is actually a closed line there to hang the flags on. Um, as I say, as, as a you know a, a fan that's interested in northeast football and gated and Newcastle, would you? recommend you know getting up there and, and experiencing it yeah i think all fans uh you know need to go and give it a try um i mean i'm normally in the the press box uh, when i'm there but i can still hear the heat army um giving it the roll through the 90 minutes and um you know it's a great atmosphere and you know the level of football is being cranked up as you mentioned you know gary mills has got them playing some great stuff um they're in with a real shout of you know, getting promotion as well, um, and you know, I do think you know the, the area where we live, the, there's room for a League Two team. You know, hopefully higher, it would take one step at a time. But uh, you know, it'd be great. It would be great for the area to to have football league. You know, back here. Um, but even if you know Gateshead don't make it this year, and I'm not, I don't want to put a damn on it, I do think you know in in the coming years as long as Gary Mills is there then uh, they're going to be in with a hell of a shout and uh, that, that, that's it's good, really important for the area and certainly it's a positive time on uh, the gated side of the Tyne River but um just uh, looking forward um to the the potential games that we've got yeah. um we've been doing a um like a bit of a campaign on the Heed Army Twitter account and on the Heed Army website of lending your support um yeah. I think you just mentioned there that there is room for another team on Tyneside, yeah. and I think we're not football rivals. I think the best way I would like to think of it is football cousins that yeah. you can, you know, look over the river. We're not going to, you know, take thousands away from Newcastle or anything like that. But it could be a football and family partnership that works on the fan side and on the club side because 
it would work out pretty well if Newcastle could send a, a youngster to play in the football league on their own doorstep, where they yeah. can monitor him, have him back at training, and work yeah. that way. Yeah, I think that's a really good point you make. Um, I think Newcastle need to make as much of that as they can. I think it worked really well. Paul Dummett, yeah. who's obviously someone I know really well, because I've covered the reserves, seen him come through the reserves, and watched him at Gateshead, and I know he's, he's popular there, and he's Indeed, he still goes back there to uh, cheer the lads on on his day off, which I think is a, is a great gesture. Um, to Vernier as well, he's another one who yeah. you know done very well. Um, you know, when he got the FA Trophy semi-finals, he was a big part of that team, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something Newcastle, you know, they need to look at. I know Peter Beardsley's always had quite good links, hasn't he, with Gateshead yeah. um, in terms of getting players across there, and, and, and long may that continue. And as you're saying. Football league on the doorstep would be um, would be brilliant for Newcastle because they, they could get the you're going to learn more playing football league in League Two than you are playing in academy and, and reserve games. Well, we, we've had a number of players that have come from the Newcastle academy: Chris Gate, Phil Cave, and there's, there's so many names we could go through. But one of the biggest things that you find is that these young lads, very talented, maybe unfortunate to be dropped into yeah. non-league, gated <laughs> gain from yeah. that, but you find for the first 10 games it is boys against men and yeah. you know it can only help develop players even if it isn't a gate set for Newcastle to send out more players I think yeah and it, it's it's maybe not just the ones that are maybe on the way up at Newcastle it's maybe the ones who they've been a bit unlucky I think James Marwood's a, he's a really good example of that you know I know, I know James quite well through the reserves uh, at Newcastle and he's done fantastic uh, for Gateshead and you know it'd, it'd be great to see him elevated to that Football league status as well because he's a, he's an exciting player and he's worked hard and he, and he he deserves a he does deserves that break but you know looking at Gateshead it's not about individuals it doesn't seem they seem to have a really good team spirit um, I think the image of them on the at the end of the game the other day on the pitch um, was uh, touched me when I seen it because I thought hey this really could happen now you know getting in the playoffs and um, and that's 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 what I'm hopefully looking forward to, and you know, hopefully getting a few more games uh, before then the season. And, you know, it could be one hell of a night if they they get that playoff home game. You know, who's to say what the crowd will be because uh, there's nothing else happening football wise because it, it looks like most of Newcastle players are on the holiday at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it'd be great to see you know the the stadium completely uh, packed to the rafters, and hopefully that's one we can. Uh, look forward to it certainly is I mean we had the, the playoff final to get into the conference against Telford so it was um, 4,000 plus I think it was touching near 5,000 and as I say we have mentioned that we're doing a campaign to get people to lend support but there's a big game coming up home game on Good Friday against Southport we've been touching 1,000 a couple of times this year but you know there's a bit of a campaign out there to say look come along see what we're about you know we're, yeah. this is a pivotal time in what could be you know, a massive time in Gateshead's history, and uh, they're trying to reach 2,000 for that game. Um, I mean, we are promoting the club here, yeah. but it's certainly possible, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what you've got to remember about like this area is it's it's a hotbed of football. People, you know, love to watch Newcastle, but obviously there's a non-league scene as well, and you know, grassroots football. Everyone's you know wants wants to see a team do well, um, and you know. If, for for Gateshead to get you know two thousand or more fans, I think they they got well the Oxford Cup game was a 
good example, wasn't it? Yeah, it got rained off. I missed it, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it when the when the rain was uh, teaming down and I, and then missing the the rearranged game because of Newcastle United commitments. Yeah. But but yeah, Good Friday. Hopefully, I'll be there as well. Uh, the weather might be uh, nice. Hopefully, it won't melt anyone's Easter eggs. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it's a good day and, and people go down there. And it, it's a good family environment as well, isn't it? You, you know, you can you can take the family there and uh, you know it's. I know we talk about the running track and all that, but it, you know it's a great stadium. It's 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 fit to host a Premier League game if they needed to, you know, without jumping too far ahead, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'd be great to see that, you know, 2000 bring it on, you know. And another thing, just to advertise that is the amount of local lads that are in the side as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's nine and maybe ten yeah. local lads that are there and that are doing well. So hopefully that will entice some people down as well. Yeah, I mean it's, that's it's good to have that connection. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Paul Dummett earlier. Um, I think the fans in Newcastle have enjoyed seeing him come on the big stage. But you know, you know, cheer them on. They're, they're all Tyneside lads, and and you know, let let. You know, try and roll them into the in the football league. You know, they're so close now, and it, you know, it's all of a sudden it's, you know, it's not a pipe dream. It's 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 there to be, you know, attacked. But you know, I know what football's like. You don't want to put too much pressure on, and you know, we always, um, you know, I think I must have wrote a million times in my career when I've been into footballs. But they're. Uh, the talk about you know taking each game as it comes and it, and it couldn't be more relevant for, for Gateshead at the minute. It has to be each game as it comes and just keep getting your job done on that on that day and then hopefully when all the points are backed up then that playoff place is there and then they take a chance after that. Yeah. Well, let's certainly hope we'll get there. Lee, thank you very much for giving us your time no um, and hopefully we'll might be reading about more, Gate, more about Gateshead in the Chronicle next year. Hopefully in the Football League. Cheers, thank you. No worries. If you're new to the Heat Army podcast, the podcast is here solely to try and promote Gated Football Club and ultimately hopefully get more people through the doors on a match day. So if you're a Newcastle fan or even a Sunderland fan listening in, you'd be more than welcome to join in the debate and even more welcome on a match day. So get yourself along to Gated International Stadium when you see a match advertised. Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview and we'd like to say thank you again to Lee Ryder for um, giving us his time and talking about Gated. Um, it's clear to say that he definitely shows an interest in Gated, doesn't it? Um, and it's nice to see that it's coming from the top of the, the, the sports of the Chronicle. Yep. Um, so, Very good interview, dear. Yeah, so well, uh, I have to put that down to the guest I was interviewing. Um, we got lot. Uh, I didn't think it was ye. Nah. <laughs> Swine, you know what I mean? You fish for a compliment, you never get it. Yeah. Ross Black, you horrible person, you've only just tuned in. Um, <laughs> uh, say, uh, thank you for saying it was a good interview, everyone uh, that enjoyed it there. Um, the tweets, <laughs> unreal amount we've got. Uh, so Andrew's got Fantastic. a lot here to uh, read out, if he can. Oh God, not again. <laughs> uh, Andrew Watt, um, he's talking about when I la- read out his last tweet. Um, has McInnes had a stroke while reading that? Can he lift his arms above his head? Well, we're going to test that right now. Is, is, it, a, right. is it face the advert says yes, fire? Left, left side of the face. Left side of the face. <laughs> well, that kind of tell anyway. I always look like that. <laughs> it's fast anyway. Uh, is it fast? Is it? Or we're going to play face? Uh, <laughs> uh, A-team. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, well, if you looked at him in that way. <laughs> um, we've got more <laughs> tweets that's come in. Oh, the old one, that'll be me. <laughs> um, King of the Rocks. Oh, Rooks. Rooks. Oh, no, I'm at it again. Um, if we beat Braintree and beat Southport with both Braintree and Alfred drawn at most, I think yes. I think that's in regards... The, yeah, forgetting uh, securing a playoff spot. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. I mean, I do agree with that. Yeah. Depend on our results and depend on our results. Just just got to concentrate yeah, on our own exactly. there. We've got another message there. Uh, Andrew Davis um, tweeting in, always like listening to Lee Ryder on Heed Army, as always come and collected. Also, Steve Wraith too as canny lads well of course the Steve Rafe one is coming up in part 2 of the podcast if you've only just joined us we are are in two parts tonight because we've got that much to talk about and uh, to crack an interview so we've already played the first one there um, and we've got another tweet there from Andrew Watt for Andrew you Watt, he says Lee Ryder spot on uh, whatever happens this season we're in such a good sh- shape for the coming seasons irrelevant which division it was certainly I mean people so. say that all the time like there's not who know these leagues there's nothing in uh, the conference in League 2 there's mm-hmm. not much difference I mean look uh, the likes of Crawley the likes of uh, there's so many teams Newport, in the past that have, won, that have yeah. there's so many teams that have won promotion from the conference and they went straight up I think offhand you can go Carlyle, Carlyle Kittyminster have done it Macclesfield yeah. have done it there's so many um, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury yeah and um, so we've got a more more tweets here with Anthony, loads. <laughs> Anthony Scurfield, great interview that shows people actually notice the fans. Yeah, I think that's in. I co- mean, uh, we've we've had players mention that before. Like uh, when we do get good support, they uh, they do play better. At, at Barnet away, for example, we had mm-hmm. fantastic support down there, and mm-hmm. we grinded out a result. I think he was more on about with the actual international stadium. There, you know, because yeah. a lot of people, they, you know, as I say, if you're a Newcastle fan or Sunderland fan, just tuning in. You know, a gripe of Gateshead fans is that people would say, oh, I'd come and watch Gateshead if it wasn't for the running track. Well, you know, Gateshead fans make the most of what we've got. It's a fantastic facilities. I mean, we could play all the way up the Premiership if we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, it, you know, it, it, it's what you make of it. And would you see any less or any more in the back of the stands at Sunderland or in the, up in the gardens of St. James's Park? You know, but we're not here to compare. We're just saying, come along, lend us some support. That's what we're all about. Uh, I just cut in on the idea. Yeah. I was listening to Total Sport the other day and was, I think it was a Newcastle fan. It uh, sent a text in saying that he wasn't going to listen to the Newcastle match. He was going to actually listen to the Gates at Hereford game because when he'd listened to the Gates at games on the uh, on the radio, all he could hear was the Heat Army. Yeah. And years ago, that used to be Newcastle fans. Now, mm-hmm. thankfully, it's us. Yes, it's uh, long may it continue. We've got more tweets here for Andrew to read out. Um, we've got one from Simon Johnson, ball boy extraordinaire, or oh. ball boy coordinator extraordinaire. Oh, coordinator. Yeah. Uh, cracking interview with Lee Ryder. Cracking stuff, Dave. Cracking. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Andy Mason's tweeted, um, he's tweeted, Toonami Talk, at Toonami Talk, please help spread the word about the Heed Army podcast. Yes, so, getting nice. a bit more exposure. Um, Andrew Davis as well, putting it. Putting chairs on the run track with fans is also an idea for fan noise. I'd actually, I think that'd probably be a bad idea because you're out in the open and it wouldn't be yep. trapped by the roof. Uh, yep. So if you, you're going to have to learn about acoustics, Andrew. <laughs> acoustics, 
Um, <laughs> so, um, so let's have a little look um, at the chat facility. I say we've only got five minutes left of the first half of the podcast. Can you believe flew over. that it's flew by? Uh, thank you to everyone that's listened so far. If you've just joined us in the last 10 minutes, fear not, you've got another 45 minutes of quality entertainment coming your way with uh, myself, Andrew, and uh, Mickey. They're talking amongst themselves because Mickey is actually a coffee monster at the moment. Yes. I think that's his second cup. That went down in just like two mouthfuls. There's a hole in it. There's a, it's in the top. That's where the, it's supposed to be a hole there. Hey. On the bottom, I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, Graham Gregg has sent us a message on the chat facility. Um, run track, uh, poor excuse. Uh, I think people don't realise how good the level of football is. I don't think it's the level of football. I think it's a lot of people don't want to be that far away from the action and think it's too far. Um, Paul Doolan legend. is legend. Uh, uh, when I played, there was about 250 fans even watching uh, for a far side of the pitch and you could hear the crowd, especially uh, the ones beginning with... You useless fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the players singing that, the Mickey. <laughs> um, well, there you go. That's coming uh, from a player. That uh, I used to say that a doula because I wasn't scared of doula. It was Barry Stimson. Doula knows the story. I was scared. Of, I was scared of Paul's, uh, Barry Stimson, but not Paul Doola. Oh, well, there we go. You're hearing it now. And um, we don't know if this is the real Adam Paul Jew, but he's followed well on Twitter. We hope, um, actually, know that, that it's a, a parody account, we, we believe. And But 48,000 followers and they retweeted us today. So hopefully, you know, even if we just got, you know, five, six people listening extra in, we hope you're enjoying the show. And thank you to that account for uh, retweeting us. And, and that goes to all the Newcastle accounts that we've. Um, Messages today, the mag, uh, NUFC fans, NUFC stats, so many, and um, it's it's nice to see that the the football and family of Townside coming together to help us push uh, the side that we love, and uh, yeah. to see it, it's it's nice to see it happening, um, and let's hope we can build bridges, uh, not only with Newcastle fans as well, because the Sunderland podcast, um, they've uh, I forget the name of it offhand, but they've been retweeting us as well, so that it's fantastic that the whole northeast, you know, in the general vicinity, have um, got behind us. And also, if you noticed um, the other day on Twitter, the official Newcastle United account was tweeting about Gateshead's games. Yeah, I uh, saw that. And that's, uh, you, know, that. you know, take my hat off to uh, the people that's got that uh, arranged, the people at Newcastle United and the people at Gateshead, of course, because, that, you know, we, we've got that partnership. If you are a Newcastle United fan and you didn't realise, if you're a season ticket holder, you can get into a Gateshead home game for the reduced price uh, to £9. So come along and uh, experience sure you bring it. bring your season ticket. Though. Yeah, bring your season ticket. Uh, otherwise, we'll be swamped, swamped with people trying to get in. Hopefully, um, we've got <laughs> Andrew Davis has uh, sent in a tweet there for yeah, you. Andrew he said there are summers in the northeast. Last time I looked, or was there seats on the track, or or was there four seats seats on the track? Oh, I'm having it again. I'm. You see, yeah. you know what he's you're rubbing off on me. Uh, you're oh, I think I am not. <laughs> <laughs> you're normally like this. I'm seeing nothing, me, because I'll get rang off uh, your mother. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Ray, I am not touching your son. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, once. She's not listening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why the things I'm doing? You, no. won't, like th- you won't like this. Actually, uh, you know, just um, we mentioned Sunday Newcastle accounts right. tweeting us out. We've yeah. just had another retweet here borough, from uh, Borough Away fans. So thank you very much, uh, the Northeast family, uh, football family, extending there down to Teesside. So thank you very much. And of course, Middlesbrough and T. Um, Hartlepool both helped us out last year, so uh, you know it, it just shows you what the Northeast football family can do when we work together. It uh, it can be something glorious, and hopefully there will be four full time sides 
professional sites in the football yep. league next year, and we can all work together. Yeah, I tell you what, if it can, this is a plan. It could help. We could be playing Carlisle and Hartlepool next season. Yes, uh, uh-huh. would be, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, yep. What next year after all the travelling this season? We've got some local games. Yes. York, York, Hartlepool, Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Mason put, can't wait to hear all the excuses for not supporting your local team when uh, we're in League Two and having a shiny new ground. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope that yep. happens. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> Oh, there might be starting a bit of uh, family warfare here. Carl McInnes has put, get Andrew off Twitter. And he's put, Andrew <laughs> McInnes. So, I think your brother's quite jealous. I think he wants to be in that hot seat, he doesn't does. he? Yep. He does, he does. Can you mm-hmm. read, Carl? Can you read? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. You know, these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the fact, and you know what it is? They're trying to say dyslexia doesn't exist. Do you know what it is? Because we both went to Hewitt School. Oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That speaks volumes, my ex-girlfriend, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, we'll go. We'll, let's get rid of the libel stuff. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that is 50 seconds away from the end of part one. We will be back in five minutes' time. And in the second half, we are going to talk about Macclesfield away, Southport at home, Braintree, of course, and the fantastic achievement of... Um, will get me words out. James Curtis. James Curtis's 500th game potentially on Tuesday night. What an achievement! What a man! What a player! And also, it's his birthday, and we've got a little birthday song to play out the rest of this podcast. So join us in five minutes, and we'll be back with you for um, the second interview with uh, we have with Steve Rafe. So listen to this and uh, toast Jamie Curtis, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.